welcome to Blades Pod. It is Wednesday, the 16th of September. My name is Ben, and on the line, as always, is, of course, Andrew. How are you, mate? All right. All right. Better than if you'd have asked me yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a moderate improvement. So, uh, yeah, this is maybe maybe beneficial circumstances that we weren't able to record yesterday as, yeah. uh, as originally planned, but... No, good, good. I'm glad you're doing all right. I'm I'm gloomy, and I'm going to get the gloom out in the first few minutes, and then we can uh, we can actually talk about this game properly. But bad weekend of football, just like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Basically, you know, Wednesday winning, yeah. United losing, Villa giving Jack Grealish a new contract. That's annoyed me that they're just yeah. going to continue to splash the money around. Leeds won, or, um, you know, <laughs> arguably better than winning, as it turns out. It's just, uh, yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel like there were some other things that annoyed me about this weekend of football. Leeds fan at work, I think I said to you uh, privately that he, he said, like, he had to keep reminding himself that they actually lost, because every time he turns on TV, he's like, sort of, yeah, Leeds are amazing, how good were Leeds? Leeds, like, I'm going to be a winner, I, I missed something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was kind of annoying. Um, I just, like... Just, just really brought. It kind of just hit me on Monday that um, just the lack of preseason for, yeah. and, and just you know what a total waste of time these last couple of weeks have been for the vast majority of the squad. I mean, half the team is not close to match fit at all for that Wolves game, yeah. and I know it's the same for other teams. But I don't care about other teams. I care about United. Like you know, I want I want us to be playing on a, a level playing field of, of fitness. I want you know I want yeah. to watch games where teams are close to match fitness and we just didn't have anything like that you know like Ramsdale's barely played with this defence which just yeah all this you got well people say understandably so Wolves didn't have a a single pre-season game and I think there's a lot of merit in that Mm. I'd argue on the other hand three of our starting 11 had a pre-season as well yeah indeed no because the rest of them didn't play they played what 45 minutes or whatever it was in in Dundee so (laughs) yeah in in an absolute just torrential downpour um I don't like six PM kickoffs. I've decided. Can we can we stop being on at six o'clock? That's an inconvenient time. And then I end yeah. up. I, end, I don't know about you. I end up feeling like really tired afterwards as well. I'm like, it's it's quarter to eight, and I'm ready for bed. Yeah, because it, it feels like a late game. I always forget there's a game, and after I completely missed the first half of the Brighton match because <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's that done. I'm, Oh, yeah, there's another match on. <laughs> so I forgot. <laughs> and then finally, my final thing before we draw a line under this, because I know it's, you know, if you want to listen to people moan, you can listen to uh, Praise of Grumble, can't you? Um, there's a lot of rap news this week. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. I hate not being there. I just, it's, yeah. uh, this is so obvious. I'm not going to go on about this very long, but this it did sort of strike me that, you know, the, the end of last season, I was okay with it because it, it was a temporary solution, essentially. Yeah. It was like... Needs most, really. Needs yeah. most. Necessary evil to complete this season. But now we're starting a new season, it suddenly strikes and it's like, oh, this is, you know, this is reality for the very foreseeable future with no end in sight. I know we're starting to get some fans into um, EFL trial games this weekend, but... Yeah, it's just so it just kind of hit me. It's like, oh, you know, you just you just going through all those things of like, I would have been doing this. I really wish I was setting yeah. off at this time, even with the six pm kickoff. You know, I wish I was leaving my house to stroll down to the pub and all that. Oh, this so. is the thing: the six o'clock kickoffs. I, I think they're all right, really. If you were, if 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 we could go, yeah. <laughs> work four o'clock straight out, a couple of pints, you know, get to the match and stuff. Yeah, it massively hit me as well. Actually, uh, it, it wasn't to do with the fact that we lost or anything. This was before, I'd say, about an hour before kickoff. It almost felt like we weren't playing. And mm. I don't even normally get that when I'm watching games on TV, like you know, if we're away or whatever, and it, it's just not the same. It's, there's no getting away from that it's lost that sort of 
it's lost a, a huge chunk of what was special about football. I, there's no point in trying to dress that up and thing. But uh, yeah, I think it, it's not just the, the the United matches, neither the other games and stuff. And I don't know, you're seeing players score and not run into the crowd and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know, yeah. But you know, it is what it is, isn't it? You can't. What the alternative is nothing at all. So yeah, yeah, indeed. And uh, winning will cure all ills. I imagine. Yeah. I imagine we'd yeah. be uh, much more upbeat had we actually won this game. So we're gonna draw a line under those negatives for now and actually talk. Uh, Slightly more, more ob- negatives. <laughs> yeah, slightly more objective negatives, I think, from uh, from this point forward. So thanks for sticking with us up to this point. Um, right, the game. The Blades versus the Wolves. Now, let's start with the, the actual starting lineup. I mean, you, uh, you you predicted this, but it was a big surprise to me. Jack O'Connell out of nowhere, straight into the starting lineup, having not mm. played a single game of, uh, of pre-season and... Um, was there any official reason given for his absence? No, I think the the general feeling was that he contacted coronavirus or was at least with someone with it. Yeah. Um, played uh, like he still had it, uh, some may say. <laughs> well, a lot of players played like they'd not played any football uh, yeah, for, for a yeah, while, yeah. which they obviously haven't. But um, yeah, a bit of a surprise to see O'Connell come in. Uh, Berger obviously hadn't trained. He'd missed the last Norway friendly with a knock as well. And then... You got Sharp starting up front as we 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 did expect, didn't we? Just um, the sheer lack of fitness among our other strikes. I mean, a big miss. At least me saying now that's being confirmed as um, like a long term, longer yeah. term injury than initially feared. Which is, yeah, that's uh, that's a problem. Um, it is a blow. It's, it's not just a blow. He was never going to start this game, I don't think. But we're short on strikers anyway, and we yeah we look very. You look to that bench and. I know people say we should have brought Burke on and stuff like that. From what I know about Burke, he probably weren't his sort of game. You know, those with Wolves sitting back so much and stuff, and mm. there wasn't really much there, was there, to to change it up in a forward sense. I've seen people criticise, like, why did Billy Sharp play the full night? And it's well, who are you going to bring well, on for him? Yeah, I know. So we will actually get to uh, we'll, we'll talk about the striker situation in a bit more detail later on. Um, yeah. I, I thought it looked a bit weird going back to seven subs on the team sheet. Was it just me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like, <laughs> I was like, "Where's he? Where's he? Where's he?" Oh yeah, because you know, because like I think it was harsh on like Jack Robinson weren't there, were they? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, he was on the bench all the way through last year. I was quite surprised Bogle and Lowe weren't on, but I suppose it makes a bit of sense if they still. I think Bogle had a bit of a knock, didn't he, when he first signed? Oh yeah, uh, that's right. So I think that probably makes a bit of sense, and uh, I suppose with Osborne on the bench, there's probably no point of having Lowe. Yeah. In the- well, so I understood that to a degree, but yeah, there, there was there was a lack of options on that bench. I thought, to be honest, yeah, it just looks strange suddenly having to go from like how we, how can we even name nine substitutes? Like, do, we, <laughs> do we even have nine players to name there? To suddenly having to actually choose between who gets on yeah. the bench and who doesn't. Uh, but I, I am glad that the uh, the Premier League has gone back to that, and obviously back to three subs from five as well because that was uh, that was doing my note at the end of the season yeah. um the game itself i mean ultimately i think a, a fully deserved win for wolves would you would you counter that even slightly or no 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 i think i think it's i think even the second half where we played a lot better and arguably shaded the second half they still had the better chances didn't they really i would say they had us exactly where we wanted them to be honest uh, yeah, had us. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, exactly where they wanted us. Yes, yeah, yeah. Almost, let's go two and all down. They're not going to expect that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we conceded with the first shot of the season. That's not a good start, is it? I mean, I, I just, 
I think after about I think about twenty minutes gone, uh, Stephen's laboriously foul throwed, and uh, I was just like, I don't know how this first twenty minutes could possibly have gone worse without like. I mentioned that myself actually. When he did, I was just sort of squirming in my seat, just (laughs) just make it stop. Can we just go back to lockdown? (laughs) It was it was so lame as well, and it was like he took it. I think he had to. First, he went to retrieve the ball that had been kicked out, and then he sort of strolled up to pick up one of the um, like the sterilized balls on the cones. And then what did he do? Like trod, trod, put his foot onto the pitch as he took the foul throw in. Like it wasn't even in a rush or anything. And he like misjudged. Oh, I just like, what's going on? I don't. I'm I, not. I think he actually mentioned. But Wednesday fan mate messaged me yesterday and said in their game there were like three or four uh, foul throws. He's wondering if they're like sort of stepping up, stepping it up a little bit because you don't normally see them. There were two in our game. Yeah, yeah, at least two. I think. Well, I thought Wolves. And there were three or four in the Wednesday match as well. So it's just amazing. Like pre, turns out footballers need a pre-season to take a throw in. It's bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they are paying more attention to it, but yeah, um, yeah no, I'm not. I'm not piling into Stevens here. I, I thought he was, to be honest, I thought he was pretty much fine in this game. I mean, maybe. In fact, I don't think you can blame him for the second goal, which we'll get to in a second. But yeah, conceding from the first shot of the season, um, it was a really good goal by Wolves. But yeah, again, like Can't I mean, yeah, I'd say it was one big error by Lundstrom too. Yeah. Like I don't know why. What's he? I just the don't know what he's trying to achieve. If he just jockeys him, even if he can't really catch him, that it's a three on three rather than yeah. a three on two. Immediately, it's it's immediately harder to because one of our defenders has to come out, and I don't know what he's thinking. I, I really, really don't. It's not. There, there was no need to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still. I would say at that point, it's still fairly unlikely that Wolves would score like every time from that attack, but. You know, because we did have defenders back, and it ended up being uh, it requiring a very good finish. But it's just like, come on, you just be smarter than that. I mean, you, you know, you should be you should be aware that O'Connell is massively pushed up on the far side of the pitch, and yeah. indeed Basham is as well. But oh well, you give his first game of the season is lacking a bit of mental sharpness as well. But I would say yes, if he doesn't dive in, then that goal is much more likely to be avoided. But. Um, yeah, Pudence, I think it is. Pudence. I don't know. Yeah. He gets away from Lundstrom on the break. Um, we have, I think we have just two men back at that point. Um, and you've got sort of five mm-hmm. Wolves players streaming forward and players trying to get back from us. Uh, Cross comes in and the Shimino's finish is actually brilliant. I, I don't know yeah. how he gets this much power on it. He's sort of leaning away from goal and almost... It's almost like his instep that he just mm. just basically slaps it into the goal from about twelve yards. A really great finish past yeah. Ramsdale. I don't really think I had any chance with that one to be honest. No, I've seen some people criticising for that goal. We'll come on to the second one later, maybe. But this one, not for me. I think I don't think many keepers, any keepers, probably saving that. Yeah, it's almost a surprise of how firmly yeah. Jimenez hits it. The contact was fantastic, and he is a tremendous player who I thought we did a really good job on in the. Um, in the, in the last time we played Wolves a few months ago, but yeah, he really gave us the run around in this yeah. kid, and it was it was just a, a, a masterful centre forward display. I thought. I mean, it was yeah, yeah it was kind of like McBurney played against um, Chelsea and Spurs. I suppose mm-hmm. where it's just like you just can't get near this guy. <laughs> He's just going to mm-hmm. do whatever he wants for the entire game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mentioned this good from the first shot. The second shot is also Jimenez, which uh, Ramsdale pushes over from a corner, and then from that corner they make it two 0 the six minutes gone, we're 2-0 down, and that's 
I mean, that's. I just like slumped back in my seat. It was like that's basically game over. After that five, is six that, minutes. that's it. And obviously, we'll come on to the problems United going forward and stuff. But I'm thinking of the top of my head. We scored three goals in three games last season, all season. Uh, as in, yeah, I see what you mean. Sorry, yeah, yeah three goals a game, you know. Get, yeah, so was that like Manu, Manu, Chelsea, Spurs? Can't think of any others off the top of my head. Very different circumstances to this game as well, and you, you sort of the best you can hope for, or the very best you can hope for, is a draw. That that's you're not going to win that game, I don't think. Yeah, and, and I, like six minutes gone. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like oh, you know, just almost just write this game off now, and mm. you know, I'm already starting to think like oh, maybe we should get some minutes into. Uh, into Burke, into McGoldrick in the second half. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Wolves obviously a, a terrible team to um, to play against when they have a lead um, with yeah. the, the counter attacking speed and skill they have. But I think they they had one of the better defenses last year as well, didn't they? I believe. Yeah, and I do think they did defend well. Wolves, to be fair, I've seen a couple of their fans yeah. uh, criticising for sitting back. I think it's understandable what they did, especially with the pace they've got up front. Yeah, no, I thought they defended fantastically. Um, yeah, forty goals conceded last season, so only. Five teams of which we were one uh, conceded a lower amount of goals. Yeah, I seem to remember in that previous game with Wolves actually just Cody just reading like almost every like every cutback and, and cross into the box, and that was very true in this one as well. I thought. Um, I mean, yeah, two 0 down. Teams generally don't come back from two goals down very often, and no. we just don't have the didn't have the firepower in this squad no. at all. Do we? This is where no Musa, I think, does make a big difference and. Yeah, I don't want to say Callum Robinson would have made a difference, but you know, another body like that who can, um, you know, if we went three up front, for example, you know, we had that at the start of last season, didn't we? Like I'm yeah. thinking of that Chelsea away game, for example, where we were able to put both of those on and kind of change the flow of that game a little bit. Yeah, but... yeah, and put McGoldrick back into midfield, didn't we? And I think, like you say, I mean, I don't want McBurney and Sharp to start together ever again, personally. I just don't think it works. And I think that with those two strikers, 2-0 down as well, Wolves sitting back, they're not two strikers are really going to cause many problems for them, I don't think, in that circumstance. Not hugely. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. I mean, this the, the goal from the corner, it's Saiz that nods it in. Mm. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, so what happens there? O'Connell basically treads on Stevens, doesn't he? Yeah, that, yeah. And, and, and gives him a push for good measure, and that essentially means that he's not marking Saiz, who... Uh, Gets good power on the header, falling away from goal. Um, so it's sort of half time. Neville criticising um, Ramsdale for not saving this. What do you think? I don't know. I think I don't think it's a, an obvious error by any stretch of the imagination. I think the easy narrative is to say Henderson ever saved that one. Um, I think I understand what Neville was saying because Ramsdale sort of goes back. He sort of looks smaller. When he dives, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, yeah, no, I, I noticed that a few times myself. Yeah, and he and he and he sort of falling back, and obviously you can't just stand there because he goes straight in anyway. But I don't think he makes the. I don't know if he'd have saved it anyway, but I don't think he makes the best attempt to save it. It's not in the corner or anything like that, is it? So, I guess not. At my at no stage till I saw Neville talking about it, did I think Ramsdale should have done better there. Yeah, I just thought it's like it's it's a powerful header from a corner. It just. I don't know, it didn't seem that dissimilar to me the, to uh, the Egan goal against Wolves. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which obviously, I mean, I don't know, maybe there were <laughs> maybe there were loads of Wolves fans piling into uh, Patricio after that one. But I, I think that personally, I think that were a better header from Egan. I think it were more powerful and I think it were more in the corner. I think this is sort of just, 
enough not in the corner for Ramsdale to possibly think mm, maybe I could have got it. Yeah, but I maybe. Don't think it's an obvious error. I don't think it's a, a clanger. No, no. God, God no. Um, I, th- I think also there's a little bit. Of, it's almost surprised I think in how good a header it is. You know, falling away from goal and for him to like loop it like that. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I really, like I say, I really didn't bat an eyelid at um, goalkeeping on that one. To be honest. Yeah. 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 Um, what I did bat eyelids at was the rest of the first half, which was pretty worrying to me. It looked yes. like the worst of post-lockdown United last season. Mm-hmm. Um, the I mean, the closest we came to scoring was that miss-hit cross from Basham. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we took one shot in the whole half, which is um, was McBurney's header from a corner straight at the goalkeeper. I mean, that's not good. You're 2-0 down. Oh. It's, you know, we... I guess you could make a case of like let's make sure we're not three nil down. Like let's not let's not go super risky and just get to half time. You know, try and obviously try and get back in the game, but we don't want to be completely out of it at half time. And then maybe you can reassess. We, and on a positive, not a positive because it was so poor. I do think in the last ten fifteen minutes of the half, we sort of got possession a lot more than we were. We sort of were in control of the of the ball, not the game, but the ball a lot more. Mm. We just didn't create a single thing, and that is that is something that that that's happened before, where we've just not looked like we can break anybody down. It reminded me a little bit. Obviously, we weren't losing that game, but you know Watford away. Uh, yes, we, we we didn't have the possession quite as much as we did in that match, but it was the same sort of thing where we had the ball. There was just nothing going on up front. No forward passing. No. Off the ball runs, no one taking a man on. There was just nothing there. We were just sort of, we had the ball, we passed it around a bit, put a cross in, headed out. That were it. Hmm. I mean, that's. Um, I guess that's that was the concern coming into the season: is how can we not arrive in that situation? How can we actually do things when we do have the ball? And mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, like I said, just one shot in the whole half. I mean, in a, in a game that you're essentially chasing, it's, it's yeah. not going to be a recipe for success at all. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, the, that first sort of 20 minutes, I, I do agree we did get on the ball much more, which was uh, slightly more encouraging, I suppose. But yeah, I think that first 20, 30 minutes, I, I just, I'm not sure we'd have touched the ball in their half if, if McBurney was incapable of winning a header because yeah, that yeah, was basically yeah. the only time we ever got on the ball in their half was him winning a header from a goal kick. and It, it was really, really poor. I was texting someone who couldn't watch it and I was just saying, look, this... This is bad. This is not just like we're losing two and on. I'm getting mardy. This is a bad display. Yeah. Second half, we did look a lot better, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how much of that is down to game state. I would say a lot of it yeah. is, is Wolves just saying, yep, this is fine. You know, you're not going to break us down. And we and Wolves would have been knackered as well, I think it's fair to say. We would have been as well, but, you know, they defended a lead. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to sort of go for another. They, they just soaked it up well, hit us on the break. I think they they saw it out perfectly, to be honest. Yeah, I'd say so, and yeah, they they knew that they would have that threat on the break for so. I mean, it's it's sort of a it's not something you can measure particularly, and it's it's definitely uh, what's the word? It's, it's kind of tilted by the scoreline, but it did feel like they looked a lot fitter and faster than us. I thought just, I mean, it, it may just be that they are a lot faster than us in a lot of positions. I mean, obviously, Triore is you know one of the quicker players in the league, but. Jimenez yeah. very quick. Um, Dendonka ran away from Norwood a few times. I, I thought Norwood actually had a decent game, but a couple of times. I because I made the mistake of being on the S two shout box for a lot of the game, which was just like everyone's rubbish and you know sack everybody. But 
Norwood's getting a lot of stake. I don't think there were many options for Norwood. His game is about, you know, getting that ball from the centre-halves and pinging a pass or whatever. There wasn't much going on, to be fair, in front of him. I don't really know what, what he could have done. He's not a player. We've got suddenly expect him to start taking two or three players on, you know what I mean? So No, I, I thought he was. I thought he used the ball really well, actually. I think, you yeah. Know, uh, just, just not, there were no sort of nothing in front of him where he could sort of play a, a defence splitting pass or anything. Yeah, um, but he did look a couple of times like he was running through mud chasing back, I thought. There was, mm. there was one classic Norwood moment where he uh, yeah. it was in the second half, he just passed it straight to them. And Why does it do that every month? <laughs> yeah, and they, and they ended up they ended up hitting the post, and it, I, I yeah. say classic Norwood because it was just like it, I immediately went, "Oh, what's he done there?" And then thought about it, it was like that's probably the first time he's misplaced a pass in his yeah. game. It's just it, every time he misplaces a pass, it results in a shot. <laughs> yeah. I did check that he um, he was he was thirty nine for forty three up to that point, and most of the I think most of the four that he'd misplaced had been like forty yard. Yeah, you know, pings essentially. So, yeah, classic Norwood, as I said. Um, I think we can we can actually criticise him for his set pieces in this game for once, which I, I always stick up for him. But I do think there were some of them just hit the first man, didn't they? And and you were just like, this is not good enough. This. Yeah, we had a lot of corners in it. Ten corners, I think, or ten yeah. plus corners at least. Yeah, we had so, ten at one point. Anyway, I don't know if we got another one after that. Yeah, it was just like oh, I was just getting annoyed at Wolves for having so many massive centre halves that were just heading it away every yeah, single time. Yeah, Wolves do remind. I probably out of all the teams in the league, they probably remind me of us more, but they are better than us. They, they, you know, in, yeah. in pretty much every area, I'd say, in terms of quality and technique and pace and power and goal scoring. You know, I think that, but they do play a lot like us, and they are a team that you are going to struggle to break down. I think if you, you know, if you, especially if you're two goals behind. Yeah, and they, yeah, as you kind of said there. I mean, they, they just played it perfectly. I mean, there's um, there's a stat that measures um, basically how many times you pressure the opposition in in their half. Um, mm. PPDA, it is called passes allowed per defensive action. Um, and we'll, we uh, we allowed Wolves eight point two passes in their own half before we you know put a tackle in. Um, they allowed us thirty one point three, which basically wow. says you can do whatever the hell you want in your own half. We are not interested in pushing out, and yeah, a, a large amount of that will have been in the second half. I mean, yeah. we did have chances in this second half. I will say actually, a lot of our better opportunities didn't actually lead to shots. So, I mean, the big one is is sharp. Failing to square it for Lundstrom. Would that have been offside if Lundstrom had tapped that in? I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think it was slightly offside, but I, I didn't really look into it because it was obviously irrelevant. So, but yeah, that'd have been even worse. But yeah, that that's I don't know why does he blast that? Yeah, was that? <laughs> is in? Are you saying Lundstrom would have been offside from the sharp pass? I'm wondering if that's the case. Yeah. I yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I've not watched it forensically, um, mm. but I, my impression was that it was um, like pulled it backwards. Um, that would, yeah, yeah. That would have been a really good goal, by the way, because uh, you got Egan driving forward with the ball like uh, <laughs> like, like peak Harry Maguire. Yeah. And then he, he plays that give and go with McBurney, and then a perfect pass from Egan uh, to Sharp. Brilliant from Egan. I think he did it twice, run out of the defence with it. You're, like, You're not supposed to be doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the underlapping centre-off. Yeah. No one will see that coming. Um, and yeah, and he plays that perfectly weighted pass to Sharp, and then, yeah, as you say, just, he just blasts it. Like, he could have just scuffed this ball across for Lundstrom to tap in it, you know I just yeah I, th- I thought Sharp in the second half the first half like I-, I love Sharp but I thought you know he might as well not be on the pitch in the first half There's, yeah 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 we're not 
we, we're just not going to be able to get anything out of him at all. We could just pretty much have anyone else in the squad playing and they'd probably be able to do a bit more, like impact the game a bit more. This is um, what I did say this. I said that the problem with, with Sharp is outside of the area, the the realist... I mean, he did he did go on a run, to be fair. Do you know when he, he sort of yeah. put an arm in someone's face? But, he, you know, <laughs> it wasn't a foul and, he, and he, uh, he did well to run with it. But normally, the best you can hope for with Billy Sharp is probably getting a free kick outside yeah. of the area. And I don't mean that as a as a negative to him. That's just the way he plays as a poacher. You know, he's not. And when you're playing, especially in that first half when we we were creating nothing, he's not someone. He's not on a Goldrick. Is he going to come back and start dictating play and putting passes around? So it no. was, you know, a bit pointless in that first half of him being on the pitch, really. Yeah, and it's, it sounds harsh, but I, I I don't really mean that as a criticism. It's just like it's just not. That's not no. his skill set. I mean. You know, you won't play Chris Basham up front, would you? It's just, no, 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 because no. it's not his skill set. I mean, well, maybe Basham would be able to play up front. But it's like, like I don't know if, you, if you're playing long balls up to Raheem Sterling, you know, as a target man, it's not. It's just not going to work. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not his game. That's not not the player he is. No, but I did think Sharp was better in the second half. Surprisingly, so I mean, yeah, that run that you mentioned, I just, I, I thought there was a lot of times where he, he made a really good run and got on the ball and you're like, there's not many players in our team who would have timed that run as yeah. well or known to make it. And then the pass was terrible. This like, is it. Was... it. I, I think off the ball, they were fantastic. And someone said something to me on the S2 forum, which is a fair point. So I said, like, off the ball, they were fantastic. And they said, well, what's the point of him being good off the ball if on the ball he's going to you know, perform like that? Because... That's, it's weird because it's normally the opposite. You normally can sort of rely on Sharp to do sensible things with the ball. Um, he's not the most skillful player in terms of like taking two or three or anything like that, but he's a clever player and he normally makes the best sort of simple option. And it didn't happen, did it, in this game? No, not all. Um, the the sh- uh, shots and, and chances that we did have, um, Fleck hit the post with uh, not an easy chance by any, no. any means, um, but a good effort. I was trying to think, where was that now? Yeah, so. Uh, 0.04 xg chances. It wasn't. Good effort, and uh, you know, I'd like him to do that a bit more. To be honest, flag. You know, have a couple mm. of shots and stuff from outside the area. Nice, nice bit of play all round, really. I think it was mm. um, uh, Steven sort of pulls it back, I believe, wasn't it? And just yeah, it, it just felt like. <clears throat> excuse me, we were sort of. It, it felt like we were kind of clicking through the gears a little bit. I was going to say the word lumbering because I do think there was a, an element of that in in mm. how. Uh, a lot of those pieces moved, I suppose, but it felt like you know our patterns were were getting there around the edges of the area, yeah. and you know getting into crossing positions time and again. And yeah, that was a really good effort by Fleck. It, uh, I actually thought it deflected, but it was just a really sweet strike. I suppose. Yeah, the and obviously Baldock on the on the follow up. It had been difficult for him to score with the amount of players Walls had back on the line, but it wasn't the mm. best effort, was it? At the same time, no. And unfortunately, if he'd if he'd miss hit it to the left of goal a bit more. Someone mm. would have. Said, I think with Bernie and Sharp were both there for a, uh, to turn it in, ideally. So yeah, that was could easily have been a goal. I would there was say, a chance a little bit before the uh, beginning of the second half as well. You know, with Stevens. Yeah, yeah. When Bernie again sort of wins that challenge and yeah, Ender runs in and I think he probably did the right thing in yeah. going for goal. Yeah, I agree which... completely. Because at first I was like, why has he done that? Then I looked at the replay and there is a bit of a gap and I think he has to go for it. Uh, it's just mm. badly executed, really. Yeah, tough, tough chance for it. Bouncing yeah, yeah, it'd have been a fantastic finish if it had gone in. It was just that it was so over the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, McBurney had one headed off the line late on, which I think the goalkeeper probably would mm. go for if there hadn't been a defender there. All that, to be fair, it was. Yeah, so we, I think we went to kind of like a four-three-one-two, didn't we? Where yeah. 
what do we do? We brought Berger on for Norwood. Uh, McGoldrick had come on for Basham just before yeah. that. Um, so McGoldrick was playing behind Sharp and uh, McBurney. And yeah, we moved Berger into into centre midfield. And yeah, I thought, um, yeah, it just sort of kept us flowing, really. I mean, sometimes I feel like when we've changed to that kind of formation, it it doesn't quite click. And again, you know, you've got the caveat of Wolves sitting off us a little bit. But yeah, yeah it, it was, there was some nice things there. And yeah, Berger seems to be one of the better crosses, I think, from open play that we yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah. well he's a, he's a brilliant passer I think I think he's a he's a technically I'm not sure if he's our best technical player that might, might be, maybe too soon to say but yeah on the ball and so it's like he very 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 rarely gives it away or, or does something stupid some might say he's too safe and I understand that but yeah I think uh, it was fantastic crossing for that yeah really nice um yeah I mean I thought but yeah I did think Berger looked good McGoldrick looked like he'd not played football yeah. at all and just I don't know. It just it almost looked like he was tripping over his own feet a lot of the time. I thought which... that's one of the poorest I've seen him. But understandably, you know, it's it's an odd, it's a difficult game, obviously, because we were losing two 0 anyway. He's not played. Well, I think he's played twenty minutes in eight weeks. So, I guess so. what are you expecting? You know, <laughs> well, and is that the twenty minutes he played in this game? You mean? No, the island island came for Ireland, didn't he? And that oh, was, did he get the on last eight weeks? He didn't play a friendly game for us, so. No, of course not. Um, yeah, well, you know, Wolves, just as we said, so dangerous on the break. I mean, yeah, Saez had that one-on-one that Ramsdale pushed onto the post, which is a very good save. Um, yeah. And then Jimenez put the rebound wide. I heard even someone, <laughs> this is how much people are like, sort of trying to get Ramsdale, I think, certain people. So I said, oh, he went down too early even for that save. It's like, he saved it. <laughs> it's, this, well, we'll get to, we can talk about Ramsdale in a moment, actually. Um, Triore on his, on his one-man mission, like... I just I don't understand how Triori doesn't score thirty goals a season. Yeah. It's like it's like Messi. Like you can't tackle him. He just he just yeah. does what he wants, and then you know fires in these ridiculously hard shots that yeah either, either go just wide, just over. Or there was, I, I just, a, there was a thing in the first half where he completely outmuscled O'Connell as well, which is not the mm. easiest thing to do. I don't think O'Connell is anywhere near fully fit, but you know that's not really an excuse for getting you know sort of pushed out of the way. But understandably so, he's built like a wrestler, isn't he? So. Yeah, no, I did. I did see that. I was like, "Oh, that's that's annoying." <laughs> like, yeah. understandable, but annoying. Like, probably our most physical player, I'd say, O'Connell. And yeah, basically just got just forearmed out the way by uh, by Troyore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad he. I'm glad he didn't score at least this time. It just, I just, I, I just think he's ridiculous. I would just give him the ball every single time, even though, um, yeah, probably probably not actually the most efficient usage of him. I suppose he was another one that did some dumb things as well. He played like a practically played a through ball to McBurney at one point yeah. and he had a foul throw as well, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it finished 2-0. Um, I mean, well, did, did you did you feel like that second half, like, did that cheer you up a bit or was it just like, uh, you know, well, as I said, Wolves were just kind of happy to let us do that? Yeah, I think I, I didn't really feel that cheered up. I think that Wolves sort of let us have the ball. We didn't really... Cr- I mean, do we have something like... 62 crosses or something like that. I did write this down and I've lost it. Um, and I think one of them connected to one of our players, which sort of just summed up the labouring sort of performance, I think, in that second half. It was it were better, don't get me wrong. And who knows if Fleck shot goes in, I imagine Wolves panic a little bit and we're on a bit of momentum. But I don't think we really came close to getting back into that. No, not particularly. It reminded me. Um, it reminded me a lot of um, <clears throat> Middlesbrough away in our 
for in our second yeah. season in the championship. Yeah, well, we had, we played well in the second half in that game in it, to a degree, but Middlesbrough were <laughs> three and all up. <laughs> exactly that. Go on, sorry. No, no, that's it. Yeah, Middlesbrough were obviously already three and all up in that game in the second half. We created chances, but you came out thinking, well, the game were over. So yeah, yeah, they were Middlesbrough in that one were three and all up after um, I guess probably about twenty minutes and yeah. You know, two goals from corners, very similar. They scored very early in it, and it was from cor- uh, at least one of them was from a corner as well. And yeah, as you say, the second half, I think we had like two or three one on ones. I think Clark had one, um, Lee Evans, I think, had one as well. And yeah, we, it was suddenly like, oh, here we go. Everything's, you know, it, it, does it is everything fine, or is yeah. this just Middlesbrough going, eh, whatever, we don't care about this second half? And yeah, yeah, that's kind of how this one felt, and I, I don't really know. Um, what conclusions to draw from it. Apart from it's one game, you probably shouldn't draw too many conclusions from it. Um, yeah. Very quick break, and then we, we, <laughs> we're going to talk about some overreactions and, uh, and a few other things as well. Quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch-up? Then look no further than Glistening Kicks a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris, give laces, shoes, and midsoles a deep clean, and can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. And if you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. Whether it's a pair of designer shoes or a well-loved and much-worn set of favourite trainers, Glistening Kicks offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas, including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield, and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast, and reliable courier service, so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Should mention that Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans, and they've recently started offering a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers, or if you have a Wednesday fan in need of cheering up, the Wednesday logo is also available. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. Plus, follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Now back to the podcast. And we're back, and I'm going to hit you with overreaction index. So there's a few things here, and you can tell me if it's a, a, a few statements. You can tell me if it's an overreaction or if there is an element of uh, of truth to it, I suppose. Um, I guess the first most obvious one is uh, we're in trouble. <laughs> Big trouble, we're down. I did say after the game, actually, that's it, we're finished. <laughs> that's just my normal reaction after any defeat, I think. So. Yeah, announced relegation. Um, I mean, I, I do think there were there were encouraging signs in that second half of of, uh, of the way that we play being successful. I, I think it's mm-hmm. it's too simplistic to go. We didn't score a goal, and you know we only had I think nine shots in the whole game. As I as I mentioned, um, a lot of our better opportunities didn't actually lead to shots. I think that's that's kind of typical of United all the way through last season. Anyways, you know we. We try and work those great opportunities rather than shooting on sight. I think maybe this is a game for uh, saying you should have, you know, pulled the trigger a bit more. But then you've got things like McGoldrick just smashing one directly into a defender from thirty yards. Like, yeah, that's very unlikely to go in, David. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there were some encouraging things, but the, uh, the 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 game state caveat still sits there. I mean, I think the we mentioned it earlier, but the lack of firepower in this squad right now is. 
is concerning. I think that's the biggest concern. I'm not worried about the defense. I think O'Connell might take a couple of games to get his fitness back because he didn't play at the end of last season. He's not played at all pre-season. Yeah. Not that surprised he was rusty. I'm not. I'm not concerned at all about the defense. Even you know, people talk about Ramsdale and Henderson. I'm not concerned about that. It's the other way. It's it's all about the other way, isn't it? Yeah, and just. I mean, we knew this would happen. That um, it would be McBurney and Shelby. We were talking about it for weeks, but I'm not. Re- I'm not happy about that. Like, no, I don't, no, th- no, it had to be them two. That's it, that's not like we chose. Yeah, those are the two to take us forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, it just happened that that they were the two that we had who were fit. That's as simple as that, really. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the, the bench now. So, was it McGoldrick and Burke were on with the two strikers on the bench, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and as well, this is afterwards. Um, Burke has not played a, a single minute of preseason himself, so he's yeah. I, I, I think probably there's an element of what you said as well about you know almost not the kind of game to play him in anyway with Wolves sitting back so much. You know, I, I, I could see the case for chucking him on just to get some minutes almost, but yeah, just um, just lacking some explosiveness there. I mean, Musa is a big miss if he's going to be out. I mean, mm. you know, we we talked about him not as a player that we should be relying on um, to start every week, but as as a game changer off the bench. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a big miss. If, if, on you on know... the subject, sorry, I've just been sent a, a tweet from someone who uh, Chris Wilder has confirmed his interest in Arsenal forward Florin Balogun. I have never heard of that player. Uh, we made an inquiry in joining a young man at Arsenal. Um, yeah, he's a 19-year-old. I don't think he's ever played a game of football. Well, he's played a game of football. <laughs> he's not just like, you know, he's not just off the, off the, off just, the street. Yeah, just off the streets. Um, but yeah, uh, apparently that he has confirmed that it's one of the one of the players we're interested in. All right, I I really don't know who that is. And as someone who plays a lot of football manager, you'd think I would have done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll revisit that. Um, I think also, yeah, no no Bogle. I thought this was a. Mm. Assuming his fitness, I would have liked to have seen him come on for Bulldog at some point. Um, I think that might have been fitness related. But I can say when he first came, he, well, he, he had a knock because he didn't play against us in the um, in the preseason friendly. And I remember mm. after that game, I mean, obviously something could have been going on. That's why he didn't play, but I doubt it. Um, and I do think there were a lot of rumours when he first came. You know, for his me- his medical took longer than Lowe's because he he already had a knock. So. Mm. I, I think that's the only real reason I can see why he wasn't on the bench because I think he's an obvious sort of choice to come on when you're chasing a game. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I really, I think this is the ideal situation to, mm-hmm. to chuck him on for. To be honest, where Wolves yeah. are sitting back, and I, I just thought I thought Bulldog was fine, but you know, it, it just got to the stage. Where it was like, right, that's the fifth time that you've just your cross has been blocked, like. Could try something else, like, you know. Can we try and like check back inside, or you know, dummy it and go round him or something like that? Just, yeah, it was, it was, it's concerning as I said. Just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, how often that kept happening, and yeah, getting into good crossing positions, but then not actually getting a good crossing itself. Um, but look, we're working on that, aren't we, for um, getting strikers in? Well, this is it. This, this Arsenal kid. I, I, I had read something yesterday in the. Daily Mail, I think it were, which obviously you're not sure it's true. And we'd be three million for him, and they want fifteen. So quite quite a way apart on that if that, if that is true. But I think we might be after two strikers to be honest with, with Musa's injury. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the way Wilder talked about that did sound slightly slightly concerning. Musa mm-hmm. um, had had an operation, hasn't he? And he's in a uh, a walking boot at the moment, so he's obviously some ways from 
even starting to get fit again. And you know, I mean, the we, problem we, is he's not the fittest anyway. Exactly you know, he's that. Not, yeah, he's not someone who can just come back in. He's gonna. I think we're possibly looking at Christmas. To be honest. Well, I think if if you wanted him to start games, it's yeah, be that's a sorry, long that's way off. I mean. It might be on the on the bench before that, but I think if you're wanting to start a game, you're talking Christmas. I think. I will. Uh, I'll bow to your superior medical knowledge on that one. Well, yeah, this is just based <laughs> on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Internet speculation. Internet speculation, and me just just thinking about you know if he's in a boot now. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Next overreaction. Ramsdale is no good. Yeah, it's rubbish, you know, let's get rid of him. What a waste of time. Yeah, I saw like loads of people saying he were he, I think I can't remember so so someone I think I've been sure of you actually said he was rubbish the first time around and he's rubbish now. <laughs> I, do, I, I think a lot of it is the anger straight after the game, to be fair, from a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of sort of we all knew everyone was saying it almost like a joke, weren't they, before saying the first goal we let in, Anderson has saved that. And then yeah. he sort of let a goal in the second goal where you know, he's hit. Could he have saved it? We're not sure. Some people think he could. So it's the first game it's happened, and everyone's all of a sudden decided that he's absolutely right. I've, I've honestly, I, I can't. I, I didn't expect. I don't expect him to be as good as Henderson. Hmm. I think people should get. I don't think anyone does. To be fair, I don't. I, I, but I think he's. You know, it were a probably a six out of ten game for him. Yeah, I should also remember Henderson conceded uh, five goals in his first game and a half. As a blade. It's funny you should say that because I do remember that um, when when we first got him and he let a goal in against it must oh it was Middlesbrough do you know off the Middlesbrough corner. yeah yeah off the corner and everyone was saying Blackman would have come for that and yeah, yeah. Henderson's got now uh, authority in the area you know and mm-hmm. command his area as well so quite a lot of parallels really between Henderson's first game or first couple of games and, and Ramsdale so again not worried if if. Four or five, six games down the line, and and you know he's, he's conceding silly goals or he's not commanding his area. Then I'll comment on it. Before that, I'm not really going to even judge him, even yeah. if like five, you know, easy goals in. I, I think it's way too early. Yeah, no. I've, I've, to be honest, I feel kind of bad for bringing it up, but uh, all in all, in pursuit of content and uh, yeah, people as I say, are talking about it, aren't they? People are. It is a definite debate. There's a, there's a thread on S2, you know, is Ramsdale good enough? It, it's too oh, early no. anyway, and I don't think that game <laughs> highlights that he's not good enough, put it that way. No, I think he'll be absolutely fine. And, uh, yes, I, I bring this up as a as an overreaction from people. Um, yeah. Th- this is not a criticism, um, but I am slightly surprised that we went, or that he went long so often. Um, yeah. I saw this morning only only Palace and, uh, and Wolves, actually, uh, goalkeepers played a higher percentage of long passes this weekend than uh, than Ramsdale did, which I think some of that is down to the Wolves' front three pressing in the first half, but that wasn't the case in the second half. As I said, they completely sat off us in the second half, and I don't know. I, I was a little surprised by that. I mean, obviously, it's a uh, it's not it's not Ramsdale like uh, you know going going rogue or anything. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. not passing this to John Egan. It's going straight to McBurney's Bonson. I, I, and you know, I do, I do think in this game, particularly first off, we did look like what a lot of people. Mm. You know what I mean? We 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 went direct. We went long. There wasn't and didn't passing. do anything. Yeah, it was just a bit of a hit and hopes and stuff like that. We did play some decent stuff in this second half. But I, I think it showed the worst qualities of us as an attacking force that game. Yeah, particularly the first half. Although the second yeah. half was was getting there. Yeah, I, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. But that's probably a bit harsh. But I think you know we were just like sort of they like, say like hopeful punts. But Bernie's heading it on. Sharp's nowhere near him. Yeah, <sighs> we're back to square one. So 
Yep, yep, yep. Completely agree. My, my final overreaction index. We kind of we kind of talked about it already, but uh, we need a striker, and and this is this is not an overreaction. We do need a striker. Um, we, you know, we need a. We said it a couple of weeks ago. We need a starting caliber forward. Yeah. Um, that's not what uh, Oliver Burke has been brought in to do. I, unless he is vastly better than everybody thinks he is. Mm. Um, you know, he, he is supposed to be, uh, you know, probably a, a fourth fourth choice option, you know, somebody to to chuck on now and yeah. again or, pl- or play in games where we're going to be trying to counterattack more. We need somebody who play who gets the minutes that Sharp is, is currently having to get, I think, who can partner with McBurney. And obviously we are trying to address that at the moment with, yeah, uh, numerous players linked. I mean, I, I don't want to... I don't like to comment on like speculation too much on this because I think it you often end up looking a bit stupid as yeah. they then then sign for Villa or someone like that mm-hmm. um, or, or Fulham as it turns out. But <laughs> something I think Peter Thompson on Twitter put this to me, um, and I'll, I'll use an unnamed player because it's a good thought experiment. But he said, "I would love to see your thoughts on the reported uh, ask of twenty-five million with a thirty million buyback for one of our targets." So. Mm. And he says, "Would you do that?" And I, I think, yeah. What about yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would personally. Like, yeah, I think it's it's almost like a loan in a way. But he's your player, uh, and you're getting money for him <laughs> if if, yeah. if it goes well. So it's a, it's better than the the Henderson loan. Put it that way. I would have thought for that. Well, I think particularly when it's coming from a a, a club in a higher. Uh, well, not not literally a higher tier, but you know, a, a, another level to us. If that mm. player is coming from that club, um, for them to be, you know, for for them to get to a stage where they might consider buying him back, he would have need to turn into an incredible player. Whereas we need him to be a good player. Yeah. Um, so I, I just I just think that's I think that kind of is is no risk in a way. I mean. Yeah, if if you get to the stage where that player becomes like so good that the pair, the original club wants to buy him back, then yeah, he will have done really good things for us. We're um, not talking about one of the best teams in the world as well. Yeah, exactly. That's how good he has to become for you know to, for for them to buy him back. Yeah, so I have no I have no qualms about um, buy back. It's interesting. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of panic going around, especially I imagine even more now. This we've confirmed it about this Arsenal kid being linked as well who. Has never played. You aren't imagine he's going to come straight into the team, would you? I wouldn't have thought. Um, so there is a lot of panic, and you know, the longer it goes on, the more worried I'll probably get as well. Because with that is, we cannot start with Sharp and McBurney up from more than three or four times this season for me. Yeah, no, it is. It is worrying. I mean, we just don't have the firepower in the squad as yeah. it stands right now. I mean, you know, <clears throat> once once players get fit. It will improve, obviously, and you know you would hope that Burke is going to contribute, having you know having gone gone to some effort to sign him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we we definitely need, uh, and it's not just another body up front. As I say, it has to be a player who can start. So this is it. I, I yeah. like, you know, if we if we sign this Arsenal kid, for instance, as a almost like a replacement for Moussa as a long term project, I'm fine with that. Hmm. But we need him alongside someone who's going to start, and like you are our main centre for you and McBurney are our main centre forwards. Yeah, exactly. So there's still three weeks of transfer window to uh, to go, but uh, yeah, you know, game games will pass by. In the meantime, you know, if, every game that we don't have that player, uh, we will be weakened. I think so. Mm. I think that is a, a genuine concern that lack of lack of firepower. Um, as much as I've you know talked about the need for the team to create more, yeah, yeah, we 
as you say, McBurney and Sharp is is not a, an incredible strike partnership, is it? Unfortunately, I think at championship um, level, you're thinking, yeah, that's that's a, a good strike partnership if you you know aiming for the playoffs or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But I yeah. think I think at Premier League level, I, I don't believe that strike partnership gets in any other team. Any no, I don't think that they start for including West Brom. Yeah, you're probably right. I thought McBurney was good in this game, but as a as a pair, that's quite weak, isn't it? It never works. I just don't think the two suit each other at all. I don't think it's either his fault. You know, I don't think he, I'm not slagging any of them off. I just don't think that as a pair, he's too slow. He's too static. They don't complement each other well for me mm. as a as a as a as a pair. Do you think is? I mean, there's no doubt again, and this is something we really need to get over because he's getting on. But once again, McGoldrick's not there, and we start going long. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah, so one to watch in the next few games. Um, speaking of, Jarchi, do you have any final thoughts on Wolves? Uh, we're going down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now, no, no, that's it. I think I'm not going to go like sort of over the top because it's one game, but there are worrying signs there. That I think we, we can't sit here and say, ah, oh, it's fine, it's just one of those games. Yeah. The, the deficiencies of last season have carried on over to this season. We've also, in this particular match, had the added element of defending awfully. So, Yeah, I think, yeah, that's it. I think there wasn't anything... I guess there wasn't anything really surprising no. from this game. It was just like, yeah, those are our weaknesses. You know, <laughs> there they are. <laughs> and, uh... and I do think Wolves would do a win against us. I think we've had three close games, two close games against them last season. Yeah. Uh, and we sort of sneaked the the one nil in the last minute, and then got a decent one one draw at their place. Very even games. It was sort of. I don't think this sort of always works like this, but you know, they they're a really really good side. To 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 go undefeated against them three times would have been a big a big ask, I think. Yeah, we we should yeah not play down the fact that Wolves are extremely good. I mean, yeah, you know, I think. Uh... I can't remember what it was. I think I just uh, I was just having a conversation with my dad. We were watching it, and he said something about you know they just they look uh, you know so much more in control of the ball. And I was like, well, to be honest, all their players are better than ours, pretty much. Yeah, like yeah. you know, certainly the front uh, the front three, uh, and then quite a few behind that as well. I mean, to an extent, you just kind of have to hold your hands up and, and almost you know the, the the goals conceded. I mean. You know, that second goal, any team in the Premier League could have scored that goal against us. You know, it wasn't like we did anything... So I was badly phrased. Um, how can I put this? Uh, it, it wasn't like we did anything... There was anything, like, unusual about the way that we play that meant that that goal came about. It was just mm-hmm. a just a mistake that allowed a, a free header from a corner, basically. Yeah, I think you can... I think both goals were mistakes. Lunch from diving in, then the, the whatever happened at the corner with people standing on each other and stuff like that. I think that yeah. it's too... It's a, Errors that are nothing to do with the way we. I saw like I mean someone put it on United for a Wednesday fan saying all oh, the defenses being found out. It's like no, it's just they're just individual errors. That's not nothing. Yeah. To do with the system or anything like that. There, there we go. That's that's how I'm trying to articulate it. Yeah, it's nothing particular to the way that we play or the skill level of the players. I think that led to those two goals. It's just like just a couple of bad moments that could happen to any team I mean, in any fair, game. We, we were awful off corners all match, weren't we? They, they, they had like three or four chances oh, geez, off corners. Yeah. Uh, so Jimenez was like unbelievable. Yeah, and the, the header that just went wide, weren't they, for corner? Were that yeah. size? Were that, that, that was size. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then Jimenez hit the post as well. Yeah, we were all over the place on corners. And that's not, I mean, and last season, we I think they said we conceded six off corners all season. Uh, or set pieces all season, which is one of the best in the league. So, hmm. you know, we're, we're, that's not something we normally. I, I, I do trust us to sort that out. We are always a bit rusty, aren't we? Beginning of seasons as well. 
I say yeah, they, they were awful. <laughs> yeah, well, particularly with yeah this particular preseason. I mean, you know, so much of our game relies on intensity, doesn't it? And yeah. and fitness and yeah, moving moving the pieces around at at speed and getting players into unusual positions. And this is what I mean. This is why I'm annoyed about the way this pre. I know it's the same for everyone, blah, 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 but it's why I'm annoyed about the circumstances of this preseason because it does hamper us. I think particularly. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, hopefully that fitness builds over the next couple of weeks, and we've got a good opportunity to build up a bit more fitness tomorrow evening with um, mm. Burnley in the League Cup, uh, a game I care about. I would say maybe five percent more than a friendly. If you told me this was a behind closed doors friendly with Burnley, I think yeah. Well, I would yeah I'd work, and I'm not even trying to get it off because I'm not, I'm not bothered. That said, I'm just reading the Wilder's comments on it now. He's obviously in his press conference this morning. He says like all the new players are going to play. Bogle, Low, uh, yeah, all, all of them basically are all going to start. So and the, and the players who didn't play on uh, on Monday as well. So it'd be interesting to see how they go on. Yes, no, I'm definitely gonna. I'm definitely gonna watch it, but I'm mm. from a. Uh, oh yeah, who's all draw? You're not really bothered, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just want minutes in these players. I want everyone. You know, I'd like to see O'Connell start. Um, who else we got? Probably Fleck as well. I guess Fleck played a bit for Scotland, didn't he? I'm just um, trying to find the actual quote here, and he said he just basically said, uh, yeah. All the boys, all the new boys will be involved, and those who don't feature Monday. So I imagine it's going to be, you know, the 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 the. Jaggy Elkers and stuff like that playing, yeah. but I, but I, I hope, as I say, I hope we treat it as a as another warm up game essentially yeah. for the Premier League. I really, I really, I'm not bothered about getting knocked out of this at all. Well, but... probably not Burnley. I did the pre match view from this morning, mm. and a Burnley fan said, uh, "Yeah, another pre season game, basically. That's how they're taking it. You know, to just before the the big start for them is it against Man United on." On Saturday or whatever they play, no, is it? so they 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 they're same as us. They're saying like they're not bothered whatsoever about whether they they're just seeing it as a as a fitness game, really. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, I'll, I will watch it with uh, with intrigue um, because I want to see some of our new players as well. But I'd like to see Ramsdale and O'Connell play Ramsdale because he's just barely played for us, obviously, in the yeah. whole of the preseason. And yeah, O'Connell lacking minutes, McGoldrick as well. You know, it'd be good for him to start. I don't know what this. I think McBurney is. Taking some of Wilder's comments, it sounded like it was a bit of an effort to get him through the ninety minutes, McBurney. So maybe uh, maybe he gets the the evening off, um, but he is our main striker, I suppose. So that mm-hmm. probably is the right thing to do, actually. Um, and then yeah, we have got Villa on uh, on Monday, don't we? Um, looking for revenge for uh, the Hawkeye game. Are you ready for the many many jokes that will be made about? Oh, we'll have to check if it's switched on this time by, yeah. by Sky or whoever's covering. The I game. might not bother watching the build up to be honest with that. <laughs> <laughs> just turn it off. It's another awful kickoff time again, and it's just. Oh. I'm, do you know what? I am not looking forward to this game. I have to admit, for one, Villa do my head in um, <laughs> with the way the the scattergun approach of signings. It, I, I feel a bit mardy saying this. But it almost feels unfair that we're quite clearly a better managed team, and they're getting by purely by just lobbing money around like it's gone out of fashion. They signed Martinez today for seventeen million. They're signing two other wingers, signed Watkins for thirty-three million, and you know they're somehow going to go into that game as underdogs. I think in terms of like well, how people see it. Mm, yeah, I was thinking this is kind of why I mentioned Villa at the top, really. And, and yeah, you've you've, uh, you've sort of touched on it quite nicely. There is the advantages that we have from a tactical and managerial point of view. 
are just going to get gradually eroded because mm-hmm. they can spend so much money, and it's yeah, it's it's frustrating. I mean, this is the I mean, this is the nature of the Premier League. But you know, when one of your teams, you, you the teams you would think would be struggling, uh, stay up, I suppose, from in very tight circumstances last season, and they get to retain their best player and spend all that money. That yeah, we we just. We can't compete with them in an off-the-field perspective, and that is frustrating because obviously they were a team that we have been much better than for the last couple of seasons. But as I say, that's that is gradually going to get eroded and, away. And that is football, you know. You could have Tottenham yeah. fans saying, "Well, Man City have come from nowhere," <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. and they are above us, and that and that's how it works. But it is frustrating because we are better managed. We are. You don't deserve any anymore. But they should have gone down last season, and the fact that they're staying up and purely now. You know, might survive again purely because they're lobbing loads of money of it. But that is football, and that's you know that's just the way it is. And we can't sort of moan or anything about that. Burnley have had it for four seasons, haven't they? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, right, we're going to finish this week with uh, a little bit of a look around the rest of the Premier League in a section I'm going to call "Who Won the Week." So, who who was a winner from around the Premier League this week? What do you uh, what do you reckon? Do you know what? I've gone Crystal Palace, uh, not just because they won, but I went on their forum at the end of last season and in pre-season just to gauge what they were really, really doom and gloom about, you know, the ageing squad and very sort of negative football, lack of firepower. Since then, they brought Eze in and Basswine, uh, and, and they've been linked with Ben Rama as well, the, the, oh, the yeah. favourites to sign him at the moment, and Brewster, obviously we're interested in there. And all of a sudden, I went on their forum again. Obviously, they beat Southampton. They lost yesterday, but you know, it's, yeah, again, we, we've said I don't think anyone really cares about the club. And they're, they're they're completely opposite. They've changed, you know, sort of 360 about how exciting it is now that they've got, you know, Zahar, Ayu, uh, Eze, Batshuayi, and, and, and potentially Ben Rama as well. Like, I mean, all of a sudden, they look like one of the most exciting sides in the league going forward. Yeah, that's a. Uh... It, 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 that's a, a hypothetical, very good strike for us, isn't it? I mean, what I don't get is they only play one up front. <laughs> I don't know where they're going to fit them yeah. all in, but yeah, I think you know from from the way they ended last season and their general mood in pre-season, where they really didn't think they were going to sign anybody, the noise is mm. coming out where they were just going to go what they've got, and they were really worried. Massive, you know, flip on 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 three sixty flip on uh, their expectations now. So I think they've yeah. they've bought well. I, I'd be excited about those signings anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Um I was gonna say Leeds won the week, but I think it's <laughs> too obvious. Um Leeds won the week by losing. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it would have been a bigger story if they'd just won the game? I think if they'd have won one nil, yeah, I do I think I think so. I think people would just I don't want to get one of these fans like, why is everyone talking about Leeds? You know, they are, they are a massive club, and, they, and it is interesting. No doubt, the fact that we're talking about them now, because it's really interesting to see them up there, and yeah. it's really interesting to see uh, how that press uh, works. You know, in the long term, and fantastic to see them having five up front basically against Liverpool away. <laughs> you know, they're definitely something like really brave and um, exciting to watch about that. But I think this were always going to happen. I think if they'd have lost 1-0, the defensive performance would have had the same. Leeds look good this season. They're definitely not going. Now, people people have already set up the story, haven't they? And this just sort of was, was a fantastic sort of opening chapter for it. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be difficult not to talk about them because we we are and we will be dovetailed with them yeah. narratively all the way through the season. I mean, uh, I, can't, I think it was Neville on... Yeah. It might have been on Monday Night Football. Actually, I actually I had to turn over. I was like, I can't. <laughs> this is doing my head in now because it was so simplistic. It was 
they basically just said Leeds will have the season that Sheffield United had last season, like completely ignoring how unprecedented yeah. it was that we finished ninth last season as a newly promoted club. Yeah. Um, and, and pretty much in the same breath saying that, um, you know, we're going to be down the bottom of the league mm. and have a much worse season. I'm just like, where is your evidence for this? This is just coming it's out of nowhere. It's all the lazy sort of narrative. I do think Leeds will be fine. I think they've, they've got enough to, to be okay. What I would yeah. say about Leeds, and I was saying to, to my Leeds mate at work, and he was saying, like, we look really good going forward because you looked appalling in defence. And I know it's Liverpool. And I know Liverpool destroyed us last season, but there were shades of Norwich in that game, uh, I felt. Uh, mm. And I don't think they're going to be as bad as Norwich. I think they'll stay up. I don't want anyone to think I'm comparing them to Norwich overall. But that that game reminded me a lot of the Liverpool-Norwich match, uh, the first game of the season. Difference being Leeds took the chances where Norwich didn't in that match. Yeah, indeed. Um, my real uh, winner of the week, I think it's got to be, uh, it's got to be Steve Bruce and Newcastle United. Mm. Getting off to a winning start with two debutants on the score sheet as well, Callum Wilson yeah. and, uh, and Jeff Hendrick. Um, so yeah, good. Uh, you know, just perfect start for Steve Bruce and a, and a team I have tipped for relegation. Obviously, I'm uh, I'm not revising my prediction based on that one game, but um, I think this is where the uh, just links into United for me. I think this is where the the uh, worry comes from from our own supporters. You see, Callum Wilson banging on in for Newcastle. You see uh, Eze signing for Palace. You know, all these teams that we finished above last season have strengthened, and it's very sort of, in a first-team sense, it's in the balance whether we have, and I think that's where there's a lot of worry coming from. Yes, it's always... It's, it's all, I hate starting with a defeat, but it's, it's even worse when you don't score, and then yeah. you... <laughs> it's just like, well, that's it. We're, we're scoring literally zero goals this season, then, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to lose 2 0 every single week. It's annoying because um, I'm watching West Brom and I'm like, oh, this is good. They're down. We're miles better than them. Then we get off to that. We're 2 0 down after five minutes and in 20 minutes playing like the worst side in the Premier League so far, going, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, turned it around a bit in the second half. Yeah. Fulham and uh, West Brom did not win the week by any mm. any stretch. With, oh, with, uh, I'm sure for that. Uh... <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I mean, I feel really good about my Moyes' first sacking prediction now because, um, yeah, I, I said that they would have three or four points after their first seven games, but that kind of relied on them getting one or three points against Newcastle yeah, in the first yeah. game because it doesn't get easy from here. So, yeah, keep an eye on that one. Yeah, um, they beat Charlton yesterday, and they, uh, by the looks of it, they put out a pretty uh, strong side as well. So they're obviously trying to get you know some sort of confidence and momentum going, but the fixture list is awful, isn't it? Yeah, the, the West Ham are a team that uh, I don't think will go down, but I do think Moyes will be sacked in about a month's time or six weeks' time, however long it is, to uh, to fulfil those fixtures. Just so, in time for when we play them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, right, mate, I think that's everything. Uh, we ended up talking for a good while, a little bit longer than I was expecting, actually, about about this game. Um, but no, football's back. We're, we're rolling again. We've got... Uh, as I say, another another game to get some minutes into our players tomorrow night, which we definitely do need. We need those minutes before we uh, head back to Villa Park on uh, on Monday, and hopefully, hopefully a better result and everybody feeling a bit more upbeat. And who knows? That's uh, what is that? That's four or five, five days away. Maybe yeah. we'll have some uh, some further firepower in the squad by that point as well. Um, any final thoughts from you? No, I think that's it. It's a, it's a really disappointing start. I'm not that surprised we lost it. For me, it was the manner that we lost it in. That's the the, the worrying thing. Mm. Yes, indeed. But uh, yes, as I say, some encouraging signs uh, towards the end of that game. And 
with some slightly better composure, uh, I, I think we would have would have got at least a goal, and then who knows, might have, might have spiced up the finish a little bit. Um, what, what have you got to plug, mate? I know you've just you just published the uh, the view from Burnley, which is well worth reading for somebody's thoughts on uh, on one of our midfielders. <laughs> it's I, when I was doing like the view that that uh, Burnley view from a couple of weeks ago, to be fair, but I included it just because it made me laugh so much. Um, I'm not going to give the game away. Uh, read it. It's just. Probably the least sort of factual <laughs> comment I've ever seen. There's so many things that are wrong with it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah you'll, you'll definitely know it when you see it. Where uh, where can people check that out? It's uh, www.roysviewfrom.com uh, or at Panchero on Twitter. Top man. All right, we'll uh, we'll leave it there, mate. We're not uh, we're not going to do a podcast after the uh, the Burnley match, so we will be back after the Villa game, yeah. uh, which is on Monday evening. So we'll, we'll cap for a, a podcast either the day or uh, the day after, sorry, or the, or the one after that. We'll, uh, we'll fix up a time. And, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully bring a brighter mood to, uh, to all the good listeners out there. But, uh, yeah, we'll finish there, mate. Thank you, as always, for your time. I'll, uh, I'll speak to you later. Thank you, mate. Thanks a lot. Thanks to Andrew. Thanks, as always, to you for downloading and listening as well. And finally, thank you to another of our sponsors at BlazePod, and that is Beer52. As you know, the start of the new football season is here, and what better way to celebrate and watch the match than with some of the best beer on the planet. Beer52 have the perfect beer for any occasion, and they are offering eight free craft beers sourced and curated from the best breweries around the world. All you need to do is go to beer52.com slash bladespod, cover just the $5.95 for the postage, and they will send you a case of eight free beers. Beer52 is the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Over 150,000 members that send a brand new case to every single month. Each month's case has a different theme, and as an independent British company, Beer52 are passionate about the UK craft beer scene, which they continue to support during this difficult period. If dark beer is not your thing, you can simply choose a light option. Plus, your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine Ferment and a tasty snack. Don't worry, though. If you do change your mind, uh, you can pause or cancel your account at any time. Just go to beer52.com slash blazepod to get your first case of eight beers for $5.95. That's the word beer, then the numbers 52.com slash blazepod.